Here we go, here we go. Welcome to Police Pod Talk. Whoop, whoop, it's the police. Don't look in your rearview mirror. This podcast covers the latest police news along with hitting the hot topics you've been talking about all week. I'm your host, Cleveland. Thank you for joining us. Hey folks, welcome to Police Pod Talk once again. Hopefully you had a wonderful weekend. Today on the phone, I've got an old friend of mine. We go way back, a a lot of funny stories. I've got Rob Snyder on the phone. Uh, We used to work together on a police department. Hey Rob, you can say good morning to the people out there. Top of the morning to you. All right. Appreciate that. Rob's going to talk a little bit today about uh, a YouTube video that he did in support of uh, police officers, uh, law enforcement in general. And he's going to talk a little bit about that. But before we get too deep into that, Rob, I want the people to know who you are. Uh, let's go a little bit of history. Um, I know you've had a lot of years in law enforcement, but uh, get the people up to speed on who you are. Go ahead, Rob. Who I am? Uh I was born in Goshen, Indiana in 1967. I spent my life in Goshen, Indiana, went to Goshen Elementary School, went to Goshen High School. After that, I tried a little bit of a factory job and didn't care for that. Talked to my dad. He was in law enforcement. He was on the Elkhart County Sheriff's Department, and so I decided that I wanted to be on the Sheriff's Department. So I went ahead, and in 1987, I joined the Sheriff's Department as a jail officer. From there, for about three and a half years, after working in the jail, I went to the Indiana Law Enforcement Academy, graduated class 9100. That was a very special class, 100 class that went through. From there, uh, from 87 till 93, I was on the Sheriff's Department. From there, I went to Middlebury Police Department. And then from there, I went to IPFW Police Department in Fort Wayne. And then uh, had a bad... uh, spell in 2018 had a stroke and had to get out and so uh in 2018 i could no longer be a police officer i had to find a way to chat channel some of my i still got it in me can't let it go i need to go back though one thing to to why i'm i'm a police officer i'm a fourth generation police officer it's in my blood (laughs) and that's why i can't get it out so i got to find a way to channel it and help out officers. So, I did a YouTube video. Yeah, that's that's where we're we're at. But I, w- I want to go back just a little bit. Okay. Your father was a a sheriff. Is that what you're saying? He was an Elkhart County Sheriff's deputy. That's how he started. Yeah. Okay. And you decided to go into some factory work. What, what was the factory work? A little too tough on the hands. What happened? <laughs> uh, no, it just wasn't. It just wasn't for me. It mm-hmm. just wasn't. As a kid, I worked in a a candy store. And I worked with people, and I worked in a drugstore, and I worked with people, and right. I had to be like out in a crowd working with people in a factory. You know, you work, you're not working with with the public. Well, besides and that, you do some volunteer stuff. You were uh, talk about that a little bit too. Later on in my career in law enforcement, I became an EMT and a firefighter. I don't like heights, so it took me quite a while to become the firefighter part, but I became the EMT part first. Uh, yeah, really, yeah, there, there was a ladder involved in a firefighter. Uh, yeah, there is a ladder involved, and uh, I don't like heights, but I, oh, I was the oldest guy in my class. I had to climb the ladder and myself in and lean backwards, and boy, was that fun. But uh, I made it through it, and... Uh, yeah, that uh, I probably would have been a firefighter because I used to hang out at the fire station quite a bit when right. I was a kid. So, so you've always enjoyed the the servant part of it, working with communities, yes. serving others, right? Yes, sir. All yes, right. sir. I I just can't get that out of my system. Yeah, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Well, now we're going to get into this uh, YouTube video that I've watched a couple of times. It came out, and I guess it's titled "To My Brothers and Sisters." In the thin blue line. Now, to some of our listeners out there, they they know we're we're police. We talk a lot about police topics and things like that. But tell people what the thin blue line means to you. The thin blue line to me is uh, a brotherhood and sisterhood of a uh, a family. We're a family. We're we're not just coworkers. We're there for each other. Mm-hmm. 
if you have a bad call and you need to talk to somebody, you can go. I could go to you and I could talk to you. You could come to me. You could talk to me for like any, it doesn't just need to be a bad call. If you're having problems, you know, at home, maybe Right. you could come to me. You could, I could go to you. It's, it's not just working together. It's, right. it's a, it's a family. So why, that's what the thin blue line means to me. Yeah. Wh- wh- why do they call it the thin? Why is it a thin blue line? I can't answer that. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. Uh, somebody called it that, right? Somebody called it that. Yeah, I probably should have looked that up. I apologize. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> That's quite all right. You don't have to know everything. Okay, so in your video, there's a couple of things that, that jumped out. A couple of uh, people had questions when they watched it also with me. You say that this is weighing heavy on your mind. Uh, there's a lot of issues, but the biggest thing you were talking about was you said this. Law enforcement is under attack. Never seen anything like this before. Explain where where law enforcement is under attack. What does that mean? Under attack, what I'm seeing is, like it says later on in the video, whatever law enforcement does, it's neither right or wrong. There's there's no in-between. It's... It's always, it's always wrong for some reason now. So when nobody, you, nobody wants to side with law enforcement. Okay, so I want to make sure when you say under attack, do you mean like a physical attack, or you mean a verbal attack, or? Uh, okay, so yeah, if you want to look at it that way, it's all the above then, physical, verbal. You know, if you see some of the protesting. Okay, the protest, um, the protesting, a lot of them, the peaceful protesting that I've watched, even in Fort Wayne, they go to the point where they're taunting the officers, getting up in their faces and yelling and screaming, taunting them to do. They just want them to do something, react. That's all they want you to do is react Mm -hmm. so that they have you in a situation. So in your, in your 30 years of law enforcement, you said you've never seen anything like this before for 30 years of law enforcement. You've never seen protesters clash with police. You've never been involved. So no, I have not. Okay. So is this the first time you've seen protesting? Yes. Since 1987. You've never seen abortion protest. No, not, not in Elkhart County. I mean, anywhere in the media. Oh, in the media, yes, I've seen them. Yes. Okay. Not not you personally being involved. Not you in your okay. town. I mean, overall, <laughs> a little worried there about you, my man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, overall, you've seen protests take place. Protesting have been happening for years, and yes. the protests have been met with police, uh, either drawing the lines of boundaries. And you've seen that before, right? Yes. Okay. So when you say they are under attack, I'm just trying to get a clarification on this. They are under attack and mostly you're seeing it's because of how they're being treated uh, at the protest, right? Well, not just at the protest, uh, at traffic stops, at anything that, you know, anything that a person can get their phone to and video it can be a domestic it can be a traffic stop it can be just a a walk up along the road you know along the street it can be anything that somebody can get their phone to and get it on the internet before you get the rest of the story because then you're only getting that part of it you're not getting the rest of the story okay now you're saying that have you ever seen it in the news media has the news media ever shown you something on TV that you don't know both sides of the story? Well, of course. So it's not just a person who has a cell phone or a video camera. It could be our own news media, you know, ABC, NBC, whatever, right? I would agree with that. Okay. <laughs> okay. So under attack is, in your your mind, under attack by the media, 
under attack by uh, physical attack, under attack by um, verbal abuse, right? Yes. Okay. And I think you kind of said all of the above once before, right? And I will reiterate that. And, and now you said you've never seen this before. So does it appear to you that this just started here this year? Uh, it appeared to me that after the George Floyd incident is when it kicked off. So I'm going to go back again. Out of your 30 years of law enforcement, not just in your town, I'm talking worldwide, yeah. nationwide. This is the first time you've ever seen something to this magnitude. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. That I can remember. That you can remember. Okay. Yes. Now, you said that the, uh, that the police are being supported by a group of people that don't even know they're supporting them. The police don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. And they're afraid to speak up. Yes. What would make what would make someone who's supporting the police be afraid to speak up in your in your mind? I've talked to several people that say they support the police and I believe them, but they're afraid to speak out due to possible repercussions from, from yeah, from who? From people that don't like the police that are doing these protests or people in general that don't like the police. So do you think the protest that you've been seeing here since George Floyd is all about people who do not like the police? Maybe 95% of them. So 95% of the people who are protesting right now do not like police in your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. All right. And you think that if someone supports the police or shows support to the police, 95% of those people who don't like police are have a probability uh, that they're going to go after these people. Okay. Let's say your neighbor, your neighbor mm-hmm. finally speaks up and someone throws toilet paper in his yard or eggs at his house. You believe that person is a protester? Not necessarily. Okay. All that right. could just be an isolated incident. All right, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure the uh, what you're saying here that people who okay. protest people who protest here recently in your eyes do not like police and they will be the ones that go after people who show support. No, I said them. they I said they could be. They could be the ones that go after people who show support for police. Correct. Okay. All right. All right, we, I, I won't keep going on that because there's a whole bunch of this. You said do what I, you, in your video you said do what you're trained to do do what you're I'm, trained i'm to sorry do. You, you you broke up there for a second let's try that again okay you said in your video do what you're trained to do to the officers you told them to do what you're trained to do do you believe all the things that you were trained to do are the right things that you should do yes everything you were okay so your training officers who were training you it may have been different from where you were at because when I came on, every month you got a new training officer and you were trained for six months. I mean, you come out of the academy, you got six months of training, a new training officer every month. Mm-hmm. A lot of the training you got from those individual officers was in the car. They show you different things, teach you different things, write your evaluation at the end of the month. Do you believe yes. everything those guys showed you on how to treat people, how to behave, what to say, what not to say, was the right thing to do when you were riding with different officers no you're you're taking bits and pieces okay to do it to learn to do it your way so so i i'm sorry that would be a no okay so (laughs) yeah so a lot of the stuff that you were shown was probably not right right Uh, right. i I, yes i will agree with that a lot of stuff you were shown when you're riding with other officers Mm -hmm. no you're just learning, right? You're, you're seeing how they do it. You're trying to, uh, you know, right. finesse the way you're going to do it, the way you know, you're going to do it. Okay. Yeah. And in yeah. you, and you said you will support any officer who properly does the things right. Correct. Right. So how would you know, let's say you're a civilian 
and uh-huh. you happen to see a police officer pull someone over and you're you're sitting there and you're watching this and the next thing you know you see them dragging them through the window of their car <laughs> you know they're pulling them out of their open window and and then beating them on the ground how would you know if that was right or wrong as a civilian how would you know if that was something that that officer was trained to do as a civilian as a civilian mm-hmm. i can't think as a civilian anymore cleveland no i mean as a civilian, how would is a civilian sitting there? What would make them know if that was right or wrong? If that officer is trained properly, would they know that? That's a, that's a hard one to answer. And I think I think that's part of what we're seeing too. When things happen, in they my happen view, quickly. When they happen, a civilian has no clue if that's the right or wrong way to do something. Right? You you're you're correct. Okay, so I'm, I'm kind of answering my own question that I ask you. Oh, yeah. I'm, as a civilian, I'm sorry. As a civilian I, who's not trained, they wouldn't have a clue if what the officer was doing was right or wrong, right? Right. And that's where you got yourself a review board. Uh, you've got your policies and procedures will come mm-hmm. in later, and then that's when they decide if that was right or wrong. So. A lot of things that you and I are seeing in the news where something happens, and you said it happens quickly, we see it one way as a civilian. But as a police officer, you're doing what you believe you were trained to do, right? Correct. Okay. It's hard to sit back as a civilian and watch something unfold, and you as a policeman say, I'm doing what I was trained to do. But then we go one step back and we say, okay, we were trained to do certain things. I was trained in certain ways by different officers every month to do something a little bit different than the guy told me before because this is what they always told us all that stuff you learned in the academy forget about it you're going to learn it the right way out here (laughs) and i'm thinking well wait a minute i thought i learned it the right way in the academy and i found out real fast what they were saying it's done on the street (laughs) there you go it's not the way it's done on the street and a lot of times those things that are not the way it's done on the street are not the way it's done in the policies and procedures (laughs) <laughs> now you can, there you go. Okay. So I think when you said do what you were trained to do, um, it kind of throws us. What, go ahead. Go ahead. What I was getting at there and I was afraid to really come out and say it. And I don't know why. And I'm, I guess I'm going to say it now mm-hmm. is officers. Now I'm afraid are going to be afraid to do their job to take somebody into custody, to take that step to put hands on, to take that step to tase somebody, to take that step if they need to use deadly force, they're gonna hesitate Mm -hmm. and they're gonna be in trouble. And so with everything that's going on right now, they need to know that if they use their training, that training is what I'm talking about. Okay, but again, that's the question, which training? The training that you're trained in your defensive tactics, your use of force continuum. Right, right. I I get that. I get that. I, here's the thing, Rob. I get that. Okay. But you and I both just said that's not the way it's done on the street. That training that you got when they said, hey, this is the way you're going to do it. Here's the policies and procedures. And all of a sudden, as a new guy, you get thrown in the car and they say, hey, all that yeah. stuff you learned, forget about that. I get yeah. the whole hesitation. I really do. I, I, I get that because now they're afraid to make a move. They're afraid to do anything because they're going to be videotaped. They're going to be scrutinized. They're going to be put on, in the world news that you did this. And that's where we get back to the other part where I says, how does a civilian know if what an officer is doing is right or wrong? If They're, they're going to have to wait for the whole story, not just somebody with a phone videotaping the piece that they have. You're going to have to wait for the whole story instead of burning down a whole town or whatever you think needs to be done. I know it's going to be hard and I can understand for some people it's going to be even harder, but you got to wait for the whole story and we have a justice system that will take care of it. And if the officer was wrong, then the officer was wrong and they should be taken care of. Because we have good cops and we have bad cops. You know that as well as I do. But instead of just getting these bits and pieces that come out and jumping to conclusions, 
I think that's what's doing it. So when you saw George Floyd, what did you see? Was that a bitter piece, uh, just a bitten piece of what happened, or is there more yet to be told? There's more that comes out all the time. And I don't even know if I've seen all of it. I really don't. In your in your 30 years of law enforcement, were you ever trained to put your knee on someone's neck who was handcuffed? No, not that I'm aware of. But you, you have to take the, you, you know, I... Not for that long, I guess. <laughs> Not for that long. I mean, that's a truly hard question. You got to keep the person. I just, that's a real hard question to ask somebody. So were you in your 30 years of law enforcement, you've made an arrest, right? You've made arrest before. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do you ever remember making an arrest with you and two or three other people? The person is handcuffed. And you have to lay, lay them on the ground or hang on to them that long. Handcuff somebody what now? I'm sorry, you broke up again. And you have to lay on them that long. Jeez. Um, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. I'm now, thinking back. It's been, you know, that's a long time to think through. Yeah. Well, do you think that the protesters who were protesting what happened, and you tell you say to them, be patient and wait for the evidence to come out. Be patient and let the process work its way through. Do you think they've been patient for a long time? Do you think? Do you, you think the protest now? Do you think the protesters have been patient for a long? They've been patient for years. Do you think this is the first time this has ever happened that these protesters have seen something similar to this? Do you think they've been patient and waiting? As in. Are you talking BLM protesters? Or are you talking protesters, period? In this incident, let me, let, me, let me rephrase it so you can understand what I'm getting at okay. here. All right. Okay. You see it, that everyone needs to be patient. They can't just okay. take a little clip from a, a camera, a cell phone camera, and run with it. Let right. The, let the process play itself out. Let everything yes. happen the way it's supposed to happen. Let justice prevail. Let the bad policemen get what they deserve. If they're good, then they're exonerated or whatever. Right. The protesters, people who are protesting George Floyd, do you feel that these protesters have seen this movie before where someone dies at the hands of law enforcement and nothing happens to the officers? Do you think they have waited long enough and seen this movie enough that they're afraid that nothing's going to happen again? They've seen the movie. Everybody's seen the movie. But it doesn't call for what's going on. So you're saying there's no reason for anyone to be upset for what has happened? No, I didn't say there's no reason for anybody to be upset. Okay, so what are you saying? I'm saying you don't burn down towns. You don't do what's going on. You, Here, can, pro you can protest. Okay. That's, that's fine. You can protest all you want because that's that's part of what we can do in our America here, you know? That's Well, I I agree. I agree. I agree 100%. You can protest, but you don't destroy property. You can protest, you don't treat the police the way I see some of them being yelled and screamed at and thrown things at. Yes. I agree 100% with that. So protesting is fine, right? Yes. Do you believe every one of those protesters are smashing property, yelling and screaming at the police? Or do you believe they're there for a protest, a peaceful protest, and there's a few individuals who decide to rile up the crowd? I think what's happened is there's people that have somehow joined. How do I say this? I've been trying to figure out how to say this, and I, I don't know how to say this. Okay, so I'm going to try to say it so it makes sense. They're not involved with the protesters, but they're trying to make it look like they're involved with the protesters. Okay. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Well, I, I, So it's making the peaceful protesters look bad. I hope I said it right. Yeah. So when I said, when I said that the protesters have seen this before and they're tired of waiting, they're tired of the justice system moving slowly for them, the protesters are tired of that. So then on the other hand, there's some, some 
people who've inserted themselves into the protesters who decide to start burning and looting and, and uh, you know, doing stupid things. So you can't say, don't burn down your own city or don't burn buildings down. We got to go after the people that are doing that. It's okay to protest. Leave the protesters alone. Go after the people who are actually doing the damage. I don't, and like you said, you don't believe those are real protesters. Those are people who are just there to do something stupid. Right. And so I wanted to get that out. I apologize for how I said it in the beginning. I, I needed to explain what I meant. Okay. That, hey, that's okay. That's that's why you have this this form right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like I said, you, yeah. you put out a video on yeah. YouTube, but you never get to say the entire thing because it was only like five minutes long. Your video was yeah. five minutes long. Okay. Yeah. So what we're doing is we're just taking it and breaking it down a little bit more, which is fine. Right. And there's, there's no right or wrong answer. You're just giving your answer here. And, right. and you said there's good police officers, there's bad police officers. So you can turn around and say there's protesters here are there doing the right thing because they're protesting because of the way they feel. And then there's some bad people inserted in there to do bad things. Is that right? That is correct. Okay. so <laughs> And I would not even consider them protesters. I don't even know what to, what to consider them. Troublemakers. They're just troublemakers. This yeah. Is, it's that simple. Okay. Yeah. So it's hard. What is the hard thing is for people to separate the two. And it is the hard thing for people to separate the two when it comes to bad and good policemen, too. Would that be a correct statement? At times, yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now, in your video, you said twice you said, All lives matter. All lives matter. They do to me. Okay. All lives matter. At this time, and you said it yourself, since the George Floyd incident till now is where you've seen this big change, where you've seen this big protesting going on, where you've seen this this uh, threat toward police officers. Let me, let me back up my notes here. You said uh, the attack on law enforcement ramped up right now, okay? And you say, I don't have notes. That's <laughs> okay. You said, all, you said all lives matter. Could, I'm going to ask you this, is it possible for someone to support police, not support bad police, but also support Black Lives Matter? Is it possible to be in all three of those rings at one time? Can I mean, you? I mean, I'm going to repeat that you, again. I'm repeating you know, it again. No, I, I heard what you said, but somebody's got to break down for me what Black Lives Matter stands for, actually. Okay. When you said all lives matter, break that down for me. What does that mean when all lives matter? Every single life mm -hmm. doesn't matter what your color is. Right. Never has to me. Okay. Okay. So you're now, a person, your life matters. Right. Okay. So we've, we've, we've laid that foundation. Okay. At this moment, George Floyd was a male black. At this Correct. moment, a lot of minorities feel that they are under attack. At this moment, when someone says black lives matter, and they're saying at this moment, black lives are what's important at this moment. Let me, let me give it to you this way. <clears throat> you invite me over to your house for Christmas dinner. Everyone's sitting around. We're having a great time. And we just love Christmas, right? We're all laughing, singing Christmas songs. Can you picture this? Picturing I'm, it. Okay. I'm, I'm, it's kind of hard me sitting at your house. Try to picture it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting around your table with your family, and it's Christmas. We're having a ball, and everyone's happy. And someone says, well, wait a minute, uh, all holidays matter. And you say, yeah, but we're celebrating Christmas right now. No, no, what about Thanksgiving? I think Thanksgiving matters. And you say, yeah, but this is Christmas right now. We're, we're, we're focusing on Christmas. But that's not fair. All holidays, what about Easter? Do you see where it takes away from what's going on right at that moment? At that moment, at this moment, it's black lives. At this moment, there's a concern for black lives. Yes, all lives do matter, but it's the season right now for Black Lives Matter. So why couldn't you say, or can you make yourself say, I support police. I support good police, which we all should be doing. I do not support police who go out there and do it wrong. I said that. Okay, okay, good. And this season, right now, I support Black Lives Matter. Is that possible? But I support all lives. There you go. You're back to all holidays but, are important. But I still. <laughs> this season right now. This season. <laughs> it's just hard for me to understand. I understand what you're saying. But it's hard for you to say it. No. 
it's hard for me to not say what I feel because that's how I felt. That's how I've felt all my life. Do blue lives, look, do, do blue lives matter to you? That's, that's different. No, no, no. I mean, when, let's say here in the next two, three weeks, we find out that there is an actual assault on policemen. People are sniping policemen left and right, and they're dropping like flies. Would you not come out and say, now, wait a minute, blue lives matter. Blue lives are important. And then we start saying, hey, this something's wrong. For the last three weeks, we've been having officers dying at high numbers. Something's wrong. We need to get the word out. Would you not say that? It depends on, nah, now wait, I don't know. I don't, you I don't said, like you to said, use that. You said, you said you bleed blue. Yes, you, I do. You would not stand for your brothers and sisters then? Yes, I bleed blue. I'll always bleed blue. But you bleed red, too. Everybody bleeds red. Correct. So at this season, okay, this is the season. What is important right now are Black Lives Matter. I know you're a God-fearing man. I know you are, okay? You and I talk about church. We talk about Christ all the time. We used to work, okay? <laughs> I know that. Yeah. All right, all right? So if if a shepherd, but, if a shepherd in the Bible would leave 99 sheep alone to go after that one sheep that was lost and find that one sheep and not rest until he found that one sheep to bring back to the 99, while he's searching for that one sheep, the 99 don't go, well, hey, wait a minute, I matter. Why isn't he looking for me? Why did he go after the one? Because at that time, that one sheep was lost, that one sheep was hurting. So right now, that one sheep is black lives. All those other sheep matter. They know they matter. But right now, that one sheep is black lives. Do you follow me there? I follow you, <laughs> but I just... I... <laughs> you said all I lives matter. All lives I, I, matter. I agree with you. All lives do matter, but it's the season for this right now. You know, I saw something yesterday that said white lives matter, black lives matter, all lives matter. You're right. But what season is it? I'm asking you right now. What is what is the struggle? Who is hurting right now? Who do you think is hurting right now? Who's the lost sheep right now? Well, it appears to be black lives. Okay. But it's been that way for a long time. And it's been that way for a long time for why? For why? what? Why? Why has it been that way for a long time? I don't know. I'm I'm not black. There you go. And and I don't understand. Because <laughs> I don't look at people like that. So I can't understand. Okay. If one of your so, if one of your children were sick, you'd you'd attend to them, right? Yes. If one of your brothers or sisters were sick, you would attend to them. Yes. And if you don't look at color, you don't look at people that way, right now one of your brothers and sisters are sick, and they just happen to be black, so their life matters. And if they label themselves as black, so they are. So they're part of the all lives. Right. But when they want you to refer to them as black, so be it. It doesn't hurt anything, because they matter. They matter. Yes, they do matter, because they're part of the all lives matter. <laughs> I'm just telling you, when when people when I talk to people and they say, why can't some people just say Black Lives Matter and let it go at that? And, and someone goes, you know, Black Lives Matter. And you go, OK, you're right. And you move on instead of coming back with, you know, Black Lives Matter. No, you know, all lives matter. Well, why did you have to come back with that? Why couldn't your answer be you? You're right. You're correct. And move on. Yeah, I just remember Christmas is great. I kid you not, if, if I were at Christmas with you and somebody screamed out, well, Thanksgiving is important, I can guarantee you everybody would jump on them. <laughs> be like, you say, well, what about all the other holidays? They all matter. He's like, well, wait a minute. We're <laughs> celebrating Christmas right now, man. What is wrong with you? That would be very interesting. <laughs> right. So that's about how somebody would feel if they said, hey, black lives matter. And the, the response coming back, well, well, blue lives matter. And it's like, well, blue lives ain't really under attack right now. We're not even talking about blue lives. We're talking about what's happening to black lives right now. We're not talking about all lives. We're talking about what's happening to one group of people who you yourself said has been happening a long time, who you yourself says, I don't quite understand it because I'm not black. I agree. All right? So 
With that but being, my video, yeah, but yeah. my video is is about police officers being under attack. Right, and we we address, we ask, well, what does the under attack mean? You said it's by the media, it's by uh, social media, it's by people uh, not liking them, protesting against them. You feel that people are protesting against police, and we we broke that down to say people are protesting against bad police. People do not like police who go out there and use those other rules that are what is done on the street. They don't like that. And, and you've got to agree to that. You yourself would not like it when someone goes above and beyond what the rules are. You yourself wouldn't tolerate that as a police nope. officer, would you? Nope. Right. So, and that's ev- why I said that. Yeah, everybody agrees that this is a, the wrong thing to do. Now, with all that being said, with all of that being said, I'm going to ask you this tough question, Rob. How do we fix this? How do we fix it so that you yourself says, I don't understand? You yourself says, well, I'm not black. How do you think we can fix this? How do we fix that? You and I are talking, okay? You and I have talked a lot when we work together. I mean, we were talking so much at one point, I can't remember that guy's name, and please don't bring it up, get squeezed in between our cars and tried to break us up. Remember that day? <laughs> <laughs> He's squeezing in. We're like, dude, what, what do you want? <laughs> you know. I mean, we talk, so we've talked a lot, okay? And hopefully in a talking between you and I, we saw that we have a lot of common ground. We, we care for the same things. We want the same thing for our families and our kids. We want the same things for our future. Do you believe, I'm going to help you out here, do you believe that more conversations like that, more conversations with people who are of different uh, backgrounds, okay, different cultures, different colors, can sit down and talk? Yeah, it's pretty simple. So how do we fix this? What do you think, what do you think um, we can do? What do you think everybody should be doing right now? What we used to do, sit down and talk. Get to know each other. There you go. Because like you say, you're not black. You don't understand what all black people go through. And I'm not white. I have no clue what all white people go through. I really don't. No. I don't know your and struggles. I don't, and, like, and like I said, I don't know what you go through. Yeah. And, and I don't know your struggles, and you really don't know all of mine, right? No. But you did make a comment, which is, which is what people are saying and have said. They said, I don't know why it's been happening this long. I don't know why this has been going on as long as it is. And I truly believe it's a lot of sitting down talking. It's okay for you and I not to agree on everything. That's quite all right. But I can respect your uh, perspective on the things that you see. And I can respect the way you feel, the, why you feel the way you do. I mean, there's no right or wrong. Do I support uh, police officers? I sure do. Do I agree with your video? I sure do. But you and I both, you and I both agree that there's some bad policemen out there. There's some bad training, and you said it, properly trained. If you're properly trained, do the right thing, right? Right. Okay. So, again, you're seeing all this stuff unfold. You're seeing all these things happening. You're seeing buildings burning. Come on, Rob. How do we fix it, baby? Let's go. Come on. (laughs) Talk to me. I would love to sit down and talk to somebody about it. It just starts with one conversation, I'm sure. What would be the and one? And then it can yeah. just start rolling. Yeah. What would What would you want to ask? What would be something you'd want to ask? Let's say on the other phone, on the other line, I have a, a protester. He's wearing a Black Lives Matter T-shirt. What question would you ask them? They're sitting here and they're listening to our conversation. You'd want to ask a Black Lives Matter protester what question to get the ball rolling? What would you want to ask? What brought you here? Come on. Brought you here where? What What are you trying to get them to answer? What do you want to know? That's, that's the, what brought you here to talk to me. Because they want to know why you can't say black lives matter. That's what brought you here because all lives matter. They do. I and mean, it doesn't matter who you are and that will never change with me. And, and it's true. I mean, I'm not, here's the thing. I'm not trying to get you to change anything. I'm not trying to get you to force you to have to say anything, but all I'm trying to say is there is a season for everything, and you know that. There's a season for everything, and this season right now, there's a lot of people who are hurting. There's a lot of people who don't understand what's going on. There's a lot of confusion. 
okay? And then there's a lot of lack of conversation that is going on. And it, and it starts. It just starts with two people having a conversation, two people trying to understand each other a little bit. Not that you walk away and we are go, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a whole lot better off. No, you were walking away going, hey, now I see just a little bit what they see. I, I put myself in their spot just a little bit. I mean, that that's really it. I mean, that's the gist of the whole thing. Well, how do we fix it, Rob? I want to hear, what do you think needs to change? What do you think needs to change in society as a whole? What do you think needs to change? I haven't thought of that. I I haven't even gave that really any thought. I In society right now, what do you see as one of the biggest problems that we're having? I would say somehow the police and the protest, the peaceful protesters need to sit down and discuss what's going on and the police need to listen to them and not speak and then the protesters need to listen to the police and not speak and then they can talk back and forth after that and then see if they can find some common ground and then stick to what they decide maybe get a a review board that has uh, citizens on it but you have to give them a little bit of police knowledge to understand a little bit of what's going on. You know, you can't just throw them in there. So they got to understand a little bit, have them on a board, a review board too, if that's what they want, you know, just like you said, listen, mm-hmm. it's easier to listen. It doesn't take a whole lot to listen. And maybe that's what needs to happen. What I, you know, mm-hmm. instead of all this name calling, all that stuff that's not getting anybody nowhere mm-hmm. screaming do you do you believe that civilians because you said a little bit of police training do you believe that c- civilians who've never dealt in law enforcement at all one should be given a little more knowledge on what the job is about two yes. two i mean which second second thing they should be taught on how to interact with police when confronted is that important you mean like everybody? Yeah, everybody. Yeah, that would be great. And do you believe that not having that knowledge, not knowing what you should and should not do when a police you encounter a police officer is part of the problem? That could be. Did you ever think in your 30 years of law enforcement you would see police officers screamed at, yelled at, things thrown at them in a mean and hateful way and it almost be like it's okay to do? No. Have you, in your 30 years of law enforcement, were you ever involved in, did you ever have to stand in line at no. a protest or a riot or anything like that? Nothing. No. I did a couple times. And I don't think what most people understand is I didn't have an opinion of one way or another on what they were protesting about. I was just there to make sure nothing was damaged. <laughs> I was there to make sure both these sides did not come together to cause more problems. I, I right. was, yeah, I wasn't involved in the, in the, I like this, this opinion or that opinion more that had nothing, right. to, nothing to do with why I was there. So I believe there's training that needs to be done for civilians. And I believe there's training that needs to be done for officers. True. For, for line, for protesting, for everything, your entire well, yeah. job. Yeah. Yeah, because when you first started 30 years ago, compared to now, things have changed. Holy cow, yes. <laughs> so the way you reacted or the way you acted on certain things had to change, right? Yes. Okay. And now you said something which is so true. Are you, You're afraid that officer not, officers now are going to hesitate when reacting to making an arrest or if it comes to a deadly force situation and that hesitation is what puts them in harm's way, right? Correct. And and the hesitation comes from mostly what do you think? What 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 causes that hesitation? What's going on in today's society? Give me an example. What does that mean? The media. Okay. People Go. with video cam people with their cameras, their phones. The hesitation that they won't be supported by their department. We both know about that. <laughs> Uh, that's a whole nother podcast. Let's not. Do yeah. <laughs> that, you know, that's probably a big one. They need to know that they're supported by their department, supported by other officers. They, you know, 
supported by their community. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing if you're doing it right, if you know you're following all the rules that you were taught properly, the policies and procedures that you were taught, not the stuff that you were taught in the car, <laughs> riding around being told, forget all that other stuff. If you're doing it right and you're always striving to do it right, there's really not a problem if you're being recorded, right? If you're being recorded. Yeah, so. that's what I meant. If mm -hmm. you're doing your policies, procedures, you know, the, yeah, all that, yes. There's that's no correct. Right. You, you're an EMT. Someone Correct. starts to do CPR on uh, a guy that fell out in the mall. He's having a heart attack, and you're doing CPR the best you can. And the, die, and the guy cracks some ribs, and he dies anyway. You're not held liable for that, right? Correct. Because you were doing the best you can, maybe yep. even the way you were trained. You may even have a little CPR card in your wallet, or you may yep. not have a CPR, but you were doing something for the good. And it may not have turned out the right way. It's called the Good Samaritan Law. Right. Now, a police officer who is doing the, the, the good, doing the best they can, doing what they're supposed to do, has no fear of a camera. Would that be a true statement? Should not have a fear of a camera, correct. There you go. I'm just, just trying to make sure we're, on the, we're both on the same page of that. And that hesitation, I agree. There is some hesitation. There will be hesitation. But some of that hesitation can go away if you know you are always doing the right thing and you're doing it in the right way. The best you can should eliminate some of that hesitation because you know if you hesitate, bad things will happen. Yeah, because you don't have time to hesitate. <laughs> right, right. On certain situations. Right. You said it's still in your blood. You still bleed blue. Have you ever thought about being an instructor or something or teaching uh, I've thought about it, but I don't know if I can go back and do that or not. <laughs> you wouldn't want to teach all the years of experience you had? You had 30 years of law enforcement. You wouldn't want to share that in some kind of way? I'd love to in some way. just don't know how to get it done. guess I can talk to you on the side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just... got all the hookups. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, just... <laughs> you and I talking back and forth is not so... You would be willing one day, let's say I go, hey, Rob, um, I got a guy. He's part of the uh, Black Lives Matter, and I'm going to get him on the phone or when we finally can get back together and do some, not worry about social distancing. The three of us sit down and have a conversation and talk back and forth and let the conversation flows. You'd be willing to do that? Sure. Okay. Because a lot of the questions I have for you today come from somebody who has heard kind of what you have said and then they always throw out questions well ask them this i say well i'm not going to ask them that now i'll ask the next person so you happen to be the next person that's why you're being asked hey physically how are you doing you said that uh you left law enforcement because of a stroke how are you doing now uh i'm i'm doing good uh i've had uh some setbacks mm -hmm. currently in one right now but the lord is good to me mm-hmm He's still got plans. Mm -hmm. Maybe those plans are for me to train people. Don't know, but uh, I'm hanging in there. Good. Like I said, uh, you know, the more I think about it, you know, I had the best job in the world for 30 years. That's right. That's right. Um, I just, I did. I raised my family on it. Mm -hmm. A lot of people say they don't make enough money. Well, for a long time, I really didn't. But when you think back about it, it was the best job in the world. Oh, yeah. And I wouldn't change a darn thing about it. Hmm. You said Nothing. you were on Middlebury Police Department? Yes, I was on there. I want to clear up a rumor that I heard about Middlebury Police Department. And you can tell me if this story is true or not. I, I think you got called to a cemetery on a suspicious person. <laughs> 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 it must be true. <laughs> And uh, you were slowly going through the cemetery, and uh, somebody jumped out of some bushes and, and uh, scared you to the point where you dove out of the window of a moving uh, squad car. Is that true? Uh, there was no bushes. It was behind one of the stones, and yes, I did. <laughs> and said, that person dove in the car. Yeah. They said you went out the passenger window of a moving car. <laughs> 
yeah, well, you know, when that happens and it's in the middle of the night, I'll tell you what, that's really a strange situation. <laughs> I should, uh, I've got to bring this story up. I heard that. I thought, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to see somebody else have that happen and see what their reaction is. <laughs> so you found that suspicious person, didn't you? <laughs> Yes, I did. <laughs> oh, man. And I reacted. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, that, that's the kind of fun you have on a police department when, you, when your buddies can do something to you like that. <laughs> it is. It yeah. is. And that will go down in history. <laughs> and it's still, it's still a live story, I'm telling you. I ran into some Middlebury policemen. They said, you got to ask him about this story. I said, okay. <laughs> see, you got yep. to do your homework, man. <laughs> yeah, you do right there. That oh, is uh, that's a good one right there. <laughs> oh man! Well, Rob, here's the thing, uh, folks. Again, Rob put a, a YouTube video out, and it's called "To My Brothers and Sisters in in the Thin Blue Line." It's a YouTube video. That lasts about five minutes. He gives his support to law enforcement. He talks about what he feels is going on in law enforcement today, and he tells them, "Hey, he is there to support him." There's a lot of people out there supporting. Uh, law enforcement and rob also makes his feelings known that hey all lives do matter all lives matter and uh, that's his feelings on it and it's being watched by a lot of people so if you get a chance and sitting at work or sitting at home being quarantined just look it up uh to my brothers and sisters in the thin blue line by trooper snyder <laughs> rob rob trooper? Do, it says trooper snyder on there yeah it does it sure does it shouldn't say that well it's on there Okay, it's under capital W, capital R, capital O, capital B, and then the star. Okay, well, it's on there. All you got to do is look it up. They'll find you, and you're walking around in your yard on your property. <laughs> the yes, sun I am. shining over your shoulder. <laughs> yes, I am. It's a beautiful morning to mm -hmm. be in the country. Yeah, somebody said you need to shave. I didn't say that, though. I just told them I'd <laughs> tell you that. <laughs> some about grizzly adams or something i'm not sure what that meant but <laughs> oh but rob you got any parting thoughts before we call it a day what are your final thoughts because i hate for it to hang up the phone and and then you call me back later and go you know what i should have said this go ahead no i just appreciate the opportunity to uh be on here with you hopefully you have me back sometime oh yeah that's the plan that is the plan that's the plan um I appreciate you doing this podcast. This is a great idea. Well, hey, anytime we can get and talk, anytime we can get out what is being said, so that nobody says, well, I didn't understand what he meant by this, and what did he mean by that? Well, here's a chance to say, this is how I feel. And there's no right or wrong. It's just conversation. Right. I mean, that's really, right. that's all everyone needs to do, is have good conversation about what is happening in the world, what's going on. And, and we both agree with that. Yeah. And, and that's how that's how it always has to be. It has to be. We don't have to agree, okay? But, you know, right. I will not disrespect you in any kind of way with your opinion. That's your opinion. Right. And you move on with it. But Right. Okay. Hey, folks, again, thanks you for tuning in to Police Pod Talk. And if you have any questions or comments, you know how to get in touch with us. And we will catch you again next week on Police Pod Talk. Rob, thank you very much for taking the time out of your day, waking up so early in the morning and joining us. Everybody have a good day. All righty. Thanks again for hanging out with us. Remember, you can always go to policepodtalk at gmail.com or check us out on Facebook at Cleveland Junior or Police Pod Talk. Thanks again. We'll see you next week. <laughs>